Howdy, hey guys, gals, another pals. Actually, I I think it I think it's only appropriate that we start this off correctly. <clears throat> cue thunder, cue spooky organ music. Welcome, howdy, hey guys, gals, and other pals, ghouls of all ages. Welcome to Shadow Running on Empty, where we fill your <laughs> your blood bowl with delicious knowledge and lore okay i can't do that the entire time i will die <laughs> um but you know who won't die invite him into your hearts ladies and gentlemen i would stake my claim on this man being uh, one of my bestest friends in the world and a brilliant fella you know he's got that biting wit someone you can bat your eyes at and one lovely actually one draculovely individual hey austin how's it going uh, it's it's going. Uh, I think. Um, <laughs> after that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I need a second. Hang on. Uh, yes, it's going well. I've I've taken a second to consult, and the going is still well. So fantastic. That's good. Um, speaking of going well, we have somebody else who's well going here tonight. I'm losing the thread here, so easy takeover for me. <laughs> One, two, three people in the chat. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, that's my contribution. You know, <laughs> you know, to to stay on brand, I'd like for yeah. it to be noted that I was actually doing an impression of Van Helsing because he's is just a dude. So, mm. yeah, actually, spot in... on impression. <laughs> right, spot it's on. like the Australia episode where we had to add a filter because your accent was too good. So we couldn't understand you. That's true. Yes. Yeah. We had yeah, to turn it... on the language filter for everyone yeah. else for everyone's benefit. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So clearly what we're going to have to do is do it for this episode as well. So from here yeah. on out, you guys, we are talking the way that you heard us introduce. It's just, we've turned on the language filter. These so... are, this is the cost of the forbidden truth that comes with vampirism. <laughs> So if you haven't figured out by now, um, we are going to be talking about some spooky vampires. Whoa. You know, in, in August, the month of the vampire. Yes. I mean, it's... No, it's not even close. What am I thinking? Wait, September? Wait, when is this... <laughs> when is this podcast out? August. It's August still. You're it's, it's still worry. August. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I still have time. Uh... There's still time to run to your local spirit Halloween that is somehow appearing as we speak. Somehow appearing. It never left. <laughs> it's taking over a vacant lot near you. <laughs> Check your local used to be a blockbuster and I'm sure you'll find your <laughs> local spirit Halloween. Uh, very true. The store that you can always count on appearing wherever another store has gone out of business. One must live, and the other must die. Like some kind of ghostly specter, some would say. Mm, they are inhabiting the corpse of a store. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. capitalism is the truest vampire. Hello? That's, that's also so true. true. Also <laughs> very true, yeah. So, talking about vampires in the sixth world. Obviously, we get... To this one from the vampire conspiracy because 
vampires can't be real, right? <laughs> right, guys? Yeah, guys? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cue tense music in- intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and dive into to this one. Let's sink our teeth into this one, you know? Oh, so true. So the the sixth world would tell us that metahuman races are well the racists of the sixth world would tell us that the metahuman races are demons demons bent on the destruction of pure humanity they tell us that elves dwarfs orcs and trolls are monsters and not human and therefore our enemy but even as they spout their horrible rhetoric to the ignorant masses, metahumanity is mostly harmless. They're just like everybody else. The real enemy lives and prospers underneath humanity's collective nose. The real demon spawn that go bump in the night or lurk in the shadows. Oh, oh, not no, not mysterious forces. Close. I mean, they could be pulling the strings of mysterious forces. Mm. But they grow stronger on the blood of the living, and that is the vampire, or the so-called living dead. In the dispassionate nomenclature of the parabiologist, the vampire is known as Sanguasuga Europa. Not as Homo sapiens. Oh, sorry, go, sorry, go yeah. ahead. These now, now go ahead. Now go ahead. I was going to say, I thought it meant European blood, but that's fine. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we could just blame on them. <laughs> well, the choice of this word is revealing in that orcs, trolls, elves, and dwarves are all classified as subspecies as Homo sapiens, yet the vampire who bears as great or greater physical resemblance to, quote, true humanity than many humans do, occupies a completely separate genus. And Sorry, I think I may have spoken over you when you were saying the translation. What's the trans- the, the literal translation again one more time? Uh, it's Sanguasuga Europa, which, let's do a quick translate. It's weird because uh, if you actually search for it, uh, it belongs to an invertebrate group, which is very weird. Yeah, if you plug it into Google right now, if you want to go ahead and do it. Oh. Oh, they're leeches. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, crazy, huh? I don't get it. (laughs) I see no relation. Because they feed off blood. Right? right? That's what we're Purely going for? Purely speculation. Purely. There's no proof. Yeah, I've never seen him do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either. And you never will. If you do, it's probably too late. Blay. Blay. The vampire is forever separated from the races of metahumanity on which it preys by a tiny, invisible, half-alive organism. The human metahuman vampiric virus or HMHVV. 
these viral cells are too small to be seen in any microscope. Yet these tiny creatures transform their hosts so utterly that once normal human, dwarf, elf, or whatever else have you becomes a creature completely removed from humanity. Vampire may appear human, but the resemblance stops at the beast's cold, clammy skin. For once infected, the human or metahuman victim of vampirism is dead. In the victim's place is born a devil from the darkest heart of creation, a thing reared in darkness and nurtured on innocent blood. Because that's its reputation. It's pretty rude. Well, wherever it goes, fear and suspicion follow the vampire. Humans and metahumans know that vampires are predators, vicious and merciless, held at bay only by their minuscule numbers and the protection of daylight. Most vampires withdraw from mortal society entirely, emerging from their dark layers only to feed. Often bitter loneliness drives them to band together for what little compassion they can give each other. Most people believe the harmless facade that the Ordo Maximus has deliberately constructed. They see this hermetic order as a social club for well-heeled Britons with an interest in, though not necessarily any talent for, the matters of the arcane. Many wealthy and powerful individuals join the Ordo out of intellectual curiosity or as a mark of status. And these unknowing pawns pour their fortunes into the organization's coffers without ever progressing beyond the lowest ranks of initiation. They have not the slightest inkling that their monies are financing their own downfall along with the rest of metahumanities. They don't realize that they are giving aid and comfort to the greatest enemy metahumankind has ever known because they do not know the terrible truth so they're winning at the masquerade is what you're telling me i yes i am telling you that they are deep (laughs) into the masquerade (laughs) at its highest levels the ordo is the tool of a secret cabal of at least half a dozen vampires maybe more All are skilled initiates who use the Ordo's funds and political connections to conduct biomagical research well hidden from the public eye. So their goal is simple and terrifying. They seek to create variant strains of HMHVV, new viruses that will confer the strength and weaknesses of vampirism at the Ordo's sole discretion. Basically choosing who becomes vampires. Wanting to control the influx of new vampiric infected. That is their goal. And in the process, like, just devastating mankind, I would imagine. Well, yes. But not so much to the point of where they wouldn't still have food. Mm. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. it's more of a selective... You have to raise enough livestock to be slaughtered, but also enough to make more food. 
<laughs> this is this is their goal and what they are looking into. So more about the Ordo Maximus, since it is the secret society for vampires. Supposedly, the Ordo Maximus has a membership of around 3,000. Just worldwide? worldwide? Yes, the full membership, 3,000 worldwide. They are a semi-secretive magical society whose headquarters is believed to be somewhere in Eastern Europe. Monthly meetings are required, and there is a ritual that includes an oath of loyalty to keep the secrets of Ordo Maximus. Membership uh, is recruited from among the nobility of Europe and the British Isles who have magical talent, wealth, and political influence. There is a small portion of these people that meet these requirements but don't have magical talent, so therefore can never really advance up the ranks. But you know they try their hardest. They really do. That's what really matters. Uh. To prevent dissent in the lower ranks, they are given meaningful benefits and a reasonable chance of being promoted, as well as kept busy with activities. The lower ranks are focused on building more connections, promoting the organization, and maintaining the stability of the society. So you're being invited to parties to hobnob with other socialites and basically convey how cool it is to be part of this really Hush, hush group. Easy, I know that it might be a bit contrived at this point in the podcast to keep bringing this up every time, but is this just vampire capitalism? Are we, is that, is that what we're doing here? Is this, <laughs> every end of the day, true enemy, I've, I've been whispering capitalism to myself. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, are we just talking about fucking vampire capitalism? You know, we very well could be. Uh, you know, you know I, I, that I you're not say... gonna. You know, you're not gonna get that promotion, but they incentivize you to still work your damnedest because <laughs> maybe one day, boy, you'll be able to work hard enough to climb up that vampiric ladder. More <laughs> like so bourgeoisie mode. Oh. Wow! Wow! Thank you. Wow! <laughs> oh. Dang. liberate the food letariats you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say that uh most of these uh, social gatherings are are probably along of the the eyes wide shut types Ooh. oh that's that's i mean that's wow that's a lot that's a lot to unpack right there oh boy is it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm but that that's that's very along the same lines of you know high aristocratic society and what they do in their downtime when nobody's looking <laughs> more like who they do in their downtime oh am i right we try to as far as the recruiters are aware It is a hermetic order that functions as a social club for the wealthy who are interested in the arcane. So, yeah, I was 100% right. Eyes wide shut. Here we go. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Wait, no. Wait. Uh, Don't listen to me. Mm. Look away. (laughs) Don't look at me. Due to the intellectual curiosity... Or to increase their status, many powerful and wealthy individuals have joined the ranks. 
of the Ordo. And though they finance the organization, these rich and powerful usually never rise above the lower ranks. And that is all mostly thanks to them not possessing any kind of magical ability whatsoever. So what do you get from becoming a vampire? You get laid. Oh! Especially if we're going the same route as what the the boys right oh god how about that reference also the first thing that i thought of (laughs) in this vampire's powers they turn really tiny Mm. i i i I guess mine mine was interview with a vampire but i guess that's just me (laughs) (laughs) no it needs more horny there's so many different I options. I, I don't, I don't know, know if you've you read... have you watched Interview with a Vampire, dude. Those are the most fuckable vampires More. I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Dude. Crank you up have, a horny. You you have prime Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, and Antonio Banderas. I don't know what more you need, dude. More. <sighs> and and howdy. I mean, if you've and... ever read the books, uh whew, spicy. Yeah, it is not implied in the books. It's just straight up a fact. <laughs> Hell yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, so in the sixth world, the physical changes that the virus causes in humans and metahumans are widely known. It increases the victim's physical strength, their reflexes, and their sensory acuity stops the aging process and it makes its host immune to virtually all diseases and toxins. Vampires are said to have very few weaknesses save for their fatal allergy to sunlight. Vampires can also transform their bodies into mist and regenerate tremendous amounts of physical damage or so it is alleged. Most frightening of all, they must feed on the life energy of humans and metahumans. The vampiric leaders of the Ordo Maximus believe that each of these changes can be isolated and individually added to or removed from the primary HMHVV viral strain. Gene splicing. It's at this point in the podcast that I'd like to say, welcome to Vampiric Park. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my god. You you bred true vampires? <laughs> but man, they were too busy asking themselves if they could. They never stopped to think about <laughs> if they should, all right? Thank you, Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Even now, the Ordo Maximus are bending every resource at their disposal toward accomplishing this end. In order to put their discoveries to a truly horrifying use, they plan to create custom viruses that will confer any or all of these physical changes and various combinations to their chosen victims. And if they can alter the gene at that level, you'd think that they'd be able to remove the fatal allergy to sunlight. Look, they're getting to that, all right? It's on the docket. They just haven't quite gotten there yet, all right? <laughs> they already brought it up in the last board meeting, but, you know, we just... 
until then, we're going the way of uh, Blade One and wearing copious amounts of SPF 9000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, you just get in your biker gear, put your sun visor down, and you can watch the sun. You could watch the sunrise as you melt your enemies on the beach. I don't mm. know what's wrong with that. Yes, watching them not only melt, but explode. Uh huh. In fiery. Uh, conflagration <laughs> man deacon frost was such a cool bad guy oh my god <laughs> where are the deacon frosts of the vampiric world step up so to isolate and remove the viral sequence that causes the vampires extreme susceptibility to sunlight which is what i was talking about they're trying so they are actually trying to work on that okay whether they succeed or not who knows the mysterious forces do. They do. Maybe they need the alpha vampire. Q watching Blade 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. Oh, God. Is there anything Blade can't solve? I, well, he solves a lot of problems, ironically or unironically, with a blade. He sure does. <laughs> a real champion of the people, some might say. Mm, mm-hmm. Of course, you do have some of people that are saying, well, aren't vampires just victims of a disease? No more sinister than cancer or AIDS. Why shouldn't they use modern medical technology to ease their plight? Just like others that are afflicted with terrible diseases do. And to that we say... Blah! <laughs> Blah! Murderous psychopaths! Blah! Blah! oh gosh the Ordo Maximus has carefully fostered this view of vampire as victim exploiting metahumanity's natural compassion in order to safeguard and further its own sinister plot which again since we're just quoting vampire movies would be the plot of Don Breakers is that the one with William Defoe? oh my god <laughs> I think you're the first person to reference that movie in like maybe a decade. <laughs> well, it's relevant for the topic, so <laughs> I guess. Jesus. <laughs> but How that's the cuts go. That's some deep cut, but that's that's the uh the world that or the sixth world that we'd be living in if Ordo Maximus had its way. Fair vampire society everywhere people are are cattle that live on the fringes and william defoe is there to save us all i mean that's who i put my faith in i love his lobster (laughs) uh of course the proponents that are facing off against ordo maximus will state that the susceptibility to sunlight is the only thing preventing vampires from becoming the dominant life form on the planet and if they were able to create a strain without weaknesses humans and metahumans would be doomed save for what they need for their food supply because if you think about it a vampire that can move at will in daylight is a fiend with power beyond measure 
It can travel wherever it wants to, whenever it wants to. It can hunt at any hour of the day, and it cannot be easily distinguished from a normal metahuman because it lacks the very weaknesses that once defined it. I mean, we're also assuming that they're just going to be like, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to go on a massive killing spree <laughs> and just hide amongst the people. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even think it has to be a killing spree. I feel like a tactical vampire would just be like, I'm just going to slowly but surely pick off the resources that I need. And then you'll never know. Well, there's uh, another side to this, this coin where they're trying to weed out the weaknesses to create stronger vampires. Mm. But then what if they then use the virus to just give those weaknesses to people? I mean, that's just impressive scientifically. Once isolated, the light sensitivity factor could be engineered into a new virus, inflicting extreme and possibly fatal photosensitivity on the victim without any of vampirism's other side effects. Just imagine how easily the vampire cabal might take such a virus and combine it with an airborne vector to infect hundreds of people instantly. That's kind of fucking terrifying. <laughs> I just had the visual of a bunch of people just exploding in daylight. Oh, God. Simply by releasing it into a crowd at noon on a sunny day, That's... they could kill countless innocents. Just picture the unsuspecting victims erupting into flames for no apparent reason. You guys, I think we just solved spontaneous human combustion. We did it. We did it, you guys. We did it. Way to ruin the ending of Fire Force. <laughs> Damn it. It was all an engineered microscopic virus to give you sunlight sensitivity to the max. Also, writers of Shadowrun lore, hey, hey guys. I, I have I'm looking at the camera right now. Hey guys, Tyler here. <laughs> hey guys, Tyler here. It's Are you okay? <laughs> it's a boy. Are you okay? Like, you good? This this some of this stuff is is so unnerving. Mm-hmm. That's the dark side of what could be created, man. It it's like they they take concepts and tropes and then like, but how? But what if they were terrorists? <laughs> <laughs> Vampires. But what if they were terrorists? Mm-hmm. And the plots of the vampires don't end there. <laughs> Yay! Science has already discovered that the HMHVV virus and its numerous variants have wildly differing effects on different metatypes. The vampires of the Ordo Maximus intend to isolate these as well and use them to create monsters of their own devising. To take one example, humans, elves, and orcs retain normal intelligence after infection with HMHVV. Dwarves and trolls do not. If the vampiric cabal can determine the reason that some metatypes retain their mental faculties and others don't, they can convey intelligence on infected dwarves and trolls or take it away from infected humans, elves, and orcs, creating mindless feeding machines of powerful creatures with malign intelligence at their whim. 
I, I gotta say again, that would be really impressive scientifically. Right? All from one virus. Hey, but wait, there's more. I know you you thought it was over there. <laughs> it never ends. It never stops. But worse even yet, the loop garrow are rendered sterile by the HMHVV2 virus. However, the same viral strain endows bandersnatches with an extraordinarily high fertility rate. How fertile are they? So fertile. They wanted to make it canonical that these vampires fuck. (laughs) Formians, which are trolls infected with HMHVV2, develop impressive resistance to magic. And goblins, HMHVV-infected dwarves, appear particularly resistant to fire. Each of these characteristics is the effect of a particular segment of the virus, RNA acting upon certain cells of the host's body. If these attributes can be isolated and combined at will, the vampiric cabal will be able to artificially create monsters of untold destructive power. Imagine a troll infected with a custom strain of the virus. In addition to its already fearsome size and strength, it can be endowed with the classic vampire's abilities to transform into mist, regenerate damage, then the Formian's resistance to magic, the Goblin's tolerance to fire, and the Bandersnatch's adaptive coloration and high reproductive rate. Such a monstrosity, virtually impervious to harm ravening for blood and able to reproduce would cut a swath of destruction wherever it went. How about that? All from one little old virus. But even more dangerous! (laughs) (laughs) He thought it was done again! (sighs) Even more dangerous are the vampire studies of the creatures known as vampiric pawns. Currently, such creatures can only be created by a lengthy process involving significant quantities of the vampire's own infected blood, often combined with drugs and magical coercion. The sinister masterminds of the Ordo Maximus are attempting to determine the specific biochemical elements that make the pawn so desperately obedient to its master. If they succeed, they will have the means to swiftly turn any opposition into an army of slavish followers. Imagine if they then transform those followers into the vampiric monstrosities that we've already talked about. Huh? Huh? Is the idea here that if they turn people like, are we talking about like random people or people they choose? Anybody. If they turn them into a vampire, are we just assuming that they're going to join their side? Well, they feed them their their blood, right? Okay. And that turns them into a vampire pawn, which is a oh, lengthy oh, process. Great. Oh, okay. Which makes them like a, a slave to whosoever blood they've been drinking, right? And then turn them into one of those crazy, awful vampires that we already talked about. And now they're a mindless drone that is subservient to the master vampire. 
Whoa, whoa, mindless drone is a little negative there, Easy. Well, I say that because we already talked about how they could find a way or are trying to find a way to get that portion of the HMHVV virus, which lets some metahumanity keep their sentience and then others lose it. So I think mindless subservient would be a nicer way to phrase it, though. I don't think mm. mindless drones. Fine. Unwilling subservient, shall we? Derogatory terms. Unwilling slave. Is that is that better? Oh no, come better? on. We're still no, that's still a negative connotation. <laughs> Gosh. Jeez. We're trying to put out a positive image here for the vampires. Yeah, yeah while we're talking about vampire terrorists, I need you to be more positive. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, I'll try terrorists. To... I mean hang on. You mean more... vampire socialites? Yeah, you know, like I, vampire freedom fighters. Yeah, I think you mean vampire liberation army. Uh, no, no, you don't. They're just vampire socialites. They're just people of high society that uh, like fuck. to drink each oh. other's blood and fuck. And <laughs> and how and and a lot <laughs> and how and a lot. <laughs> so uh, that's that's what they're they're working on doing. Good old Ordo Maximus. Um, <laughs> so great. So great. Well, so fun. Shadowrun, you know, feel good. Feel good once again. Feel it, it has all the feel good moments right there. Hey, Chummers, if you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give us a thumbs up. If you are listening on Spotify or another podcast streaming service, please rate the episode and share it so we can get it out to the other like-minded Shatterrun individuals. You can also subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash critical underscore hits. Five bucks a month gets you behind-the-scenes looks. Also, we'll put you in touch to be able to hear those Worm Talk episodes. And finally, you guys, down in the description, you will find an affiliate link for Drive-Thru RPG. It's got everything that you could possibly need over there. New RPGs, new modules, supplements, adventures. Whenever you're going to check out of Drive-Thru RPG, just drop that in to the affiliate link and that would help us out in the long run and with that i thank you guys very much and now let's get back to the show so tyler if you had to be a vampire from one of the races of the masquerade which would you pick Ooh, i like being a magically resistant vampire like a troll fomorian i think okay what about you um i don't know man Probably not a Nosferatu. Do, do you think anybody voluntarily chooses to be a Nosferatu? I could probably imagine someone who's like, my goal is to be this ugly-ass vampire. Because <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, I don't know, man, Tyler's into like the 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 weird goblinoid types. Maybe that would be... Honestly, that like. was my... Like, you said it, and then I was like, troll was the first thing, and then I was like, wait, but what about a goblin, though? <laughs> but then i was like no but like efficiently you know efficiently yeah if you, you know if you gotta maximize your 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 goblininess i guess that that's a good way to do it yeah yes here's what i was looking for is about the vampiric pawn so to identify a vampiric pawn the vast majority of known pawns are human 
and only biochemical analysis can distinguish vampiric pawns from normal humans or metahumans. Many experts suggest using a variety of pseudo-vampiric signs as indicators of the vampiric pawn classification, but even uh, fuzzy set theory has so far been unable to define the species. The best leads for identification are biochemical. Vampiric pawns depend on the blood enzymes and other serum proteins of a vampire or Nosferatu for their continued existence. If they fail to receive a regular dose of such proteins, pawns become lethargic, comatose, and finally die. And good riddance, I say. <laughs> this biochemical addiction appears to be far more serious than human or metahuman addiction to any known pharmaceutical. Uh, further study of the few vampiric pawns available for research shows that no common addictive factor exists. A different variety of blood proteins may develop into an addictive substance in different pawns. So if you're a vampiric pawn, you're, you're addicted to the blood enzyme. They just can't prove that you're addicted to the blood enzyme. <laughs> Just take my word for it, man. I'm really into it. <laughs> Easy. Have you, uh, do you have a preference on if you were going to turn into one of these um, metahumans, metahuman vampire subspecies? Oh, if I have to be a subspecies? Yeah. And not just a regular old vampire? Yeah. I don't, uh, subspecies. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I was thinking the Fomorians because it's just, I don't know, it's just cool. You would go for the Just Fomorian like a magically one. resistant vampire seems pretty good. Controls <laughs> are pretty sick. They are pretty tough. Jeez, that's a good question. Um, No, those are, those are messed up. Anything from Strain 2 gets kind of weird. Like in a sexy way? No, not not oh, usually. Man. No. They they get they mutate and get super weird. Like uh for example, I know we talked about this when we talked about the HMHBV virus. The uh the orc with strain two becomes a thing called a Grendel. Oh. And their tusks protrude more, their limbs kind of distend. So they get a little longer. They're stronger. They usually have matted uh, head and facial and body hair. And they generally move on all fours rather on rather than on two legs. So they get they get weird. I need to look this up. <laughs> I have to see for myself. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the picture? Uh I see now. Mm-hmm. Oh huh yeah i mean none of these are charming one of them folks out there if you look up grendel the first thing that pops up made me think that this was a sasquatch mailman <laughs> yeah they're not they're not great uh, fomorian isn't that charming either uh maybe the elf variant a banshee maybe now yeah, because I'm trying to see like what this would look like. Like if I if I actually get to choose, I'm sticking with basic vampire from a human. <laughs> Word. 
I never, I guess I've never seen Banshees as anything corporeal, but Vampire Banshee is a thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more in depth about vampires in the sixth world. The vampires are typically thin and pale and suffer from the chronic essence loss, which can only be stemmed by draining the essence of others. And that is most often through a blood link or them drinking the blood of their victim. Those not outright killed in the transfer often find themselves sharing the vampire's affliction. So the bite can transfer the disease. Vampires become sick within the hour if they consume anything but blood. And apparently they have particularly bad reactions to alcohol. Oh, no. Just for vampires in general? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. You're going to have a drinking problem one way or the other. <laughs> uh, most vampires display a number of powers, including the enhanced senses, immunity to age, poison, and disease. Some have the ability to turn into mist. Some have rapid regeneration of damaged tissues. Many vampires display magical ability, and the transformation into a vampire sometimes unlocks hidden magical potential. It's also speculated that these vampires that have these magical abilities or that uh, unlock their latent magic ability after turning and are therefore able to study and use magic are the source of some of the legends uh, from vampires of their ability to change into animals or to mesmerize their victims oh like the magical potential that was awoken is yes is like them lore yeah them actually learning spells oh is what it's linked to not just an innate ability for them to be able to do it okay now in this thing that you've read for this mm -hmm. do they go into I guess I'm I'm trying to see like because there's so many interpretations of vampires. Do they go into like the like the campier stuff like allergic to garlic or um, steak in the heart or uh, being invited into a home or running water? So that's actually kind of interesting mm -hmm. in that uh, the one thing that all vampires will share amongst themselves is the severe allergy to sunlight. However. Other other vampires and variants will show an allergy to other substances such as garlic, wood, silver, or holy object. Okay, gotcha. And this is not this could be linked to what their background was before they became infected, but it hasn't really been completely mapped out. Because obviously the vampire in the sixth world isn't going to tell you what it's weak to. <laughs> oh, I guess so. So some of the traditional tropes could hold true. It would just depend on the variant. I like to imagine that at the start of a fight, the guy just starts throwing like a whole bunch of stuff at vampires. Mm -hmm. He's like, cross, garlic, holy water, peanuts. <laughs> No, my hyperallergenic. <laughs> I don't have my EpiPen. <laughs> um, you will also, vampires 
have less buoyancy than metahumans. Oh, so they sink. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, vampires also have an additional weakness of induced dormancy in the case of lack of air. The vampires cut off from air for a period dependable on apparently their essence. It falls unconscious indefinitely. However, then if the vampire is again exposed to air, it regains consciousness within a minute. So you can put it in a vacuum chamber and remove all the air and it'll just zonk out. Wait, huh? Yeah. If it can't breathe, it just goes into like hibernation. Oh. Yeah. And then once it's exposed to air again, it regains consciousness in about a minute. Oh, okay. Someone did the research. I I try to. <laughs> oh, I oh I meant more so the people writing these. Oh, <laughs> but also Jeez. you do a lot. You know, everybody give give Easy even more credit in the comments. Show that <laughs> the vampires he knows about the lore. The lore people know about the lore. The but lore me, people know about the lore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you've been keeping up with the uh, with our sinless playthrough, then maybe some of the um, monsters that have appeared make more sense now. This is all a convoluted way to turn me into a metagamer. <laughs> Monster. Uh, I'm not. Oh, a... He doesn't even have to get convoluted with it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the fun part about using uh, the the Ordo Maximus is you have to remember that they are very experienced, very cautious, and very well connected. They do not take chances lightly. Since vampires don't age, they can't afford to play the long game. They do wield a considerable power in England because many of that country's young nobles are members of the Ordo's lower ranks. I mean, the good news is that for every vampire, there is a vampire hunter. Hell yeah. Although vampire hunters have yet to form a cohesive organization, uh, they do share information in much the same way as bounty hunters of the 19th century. <laughs> usually portrayed as loners who focus on their vocation to the exclusion of all other interests. I've chosen this life of being a vampire hunter. I'm going to go in alone. I don't need a partner. Mm -hmm. My backstory is so tragic. <laughs> I'll never love again. <laughs> Vampires killed my family. Now I'm out to kill theirs. Ooh. I can never have like a lighthearted vampire hunter. No, no, never. They always have the tragic backstory of my entire family was wiped out by vampires. Ah, oh, you know, I didn't have many hobbies, so I decided to pick up this uh, <laughs> vampire hunting thing. Pretty neat. My wife says I need to get out of the house more, so, you know, <laughs> I just started looking into it. I saw an ad on Craigslist and... Uh... <laughs> Uh, vampire hunters from Minnesota. <laughs> I need this. I need a chipper vampire hunter who brutally murders creatures of the night, but they're such a chill person. Oh, you know, I used to watch the True Blood, and then I got really interested. Uh, 
Now I uh, hunt him for sport, you know. <laughs> oh, geez, bud. Looks like I missed your heart with the steak there. Guess I got to decapitate you now. Might as well stay still. I don't want it to hurt more than it's got to. <laughs> what do you think is what, okay guys what is for this fan for the fantasy that we've created here mm-hmm. what is the most chill name for a chipper vampire hunter first thing that came to mind for me dale <laughs> dale dale's not bad dale is a good choice dale's not bad for sure um hmm yeah these are the tough questions that you i know right for uh <laughs> I was thinking of going like more of like a, I was thinking of like a, like an Ezekiel or a Jedediah, you know, like a, like a Meta Knight Mm. type route, but I also Mm -hmm, feel mm -hmm. like that's, that's pretty on the nose for vampire hunters. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like having that type of relation to it. I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know. That's, that's maybe a little bit too. Yeah. You want it to seem really juxtaposed. Like Wilfred's another one that comes up, but that's. Mm, Wilfred's good. I was thinking Saul. Saul, Saul might be a good Saul. one. <laughs> what about Bob? Oh, oh my god. Bob. I mean, you can't oh, go wrong with Bob. Oh, you can't, Bob. Go wrong. can't go wrong with Bob. Oh, Bob the Bee Slayer. Bob the Bee Slayer. Oh, you know Bob. He don't come home until he's done hunting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, guys, I got to wrap this up by about 2 a.m. I got a goulash sitting, uh. on the, sitting on the stove for me when I get back home. Uh. You can call me the beast breaker. You can call me the slayer of the night. But you're never going to call me late for dinner. <laughs> I'm thinking Bob might be the winner here, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Bob's really good. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, kids got T-ball tomorrow, so I can't be out too late. So we can <laughs> wrap this up. Wrap this up real quick. As he's stabbing, he's just effortlessly throwing stakes into vampires. <laughs> he's got that shotgun, you know, this yeah. the fires the stake yeah. shotgun. He, he's like talking about how he's really excited for his kids' t-ball game as he's like just pointing a UV gun behind him to kill like a mm-hmm. swath of vampires. Oh no, not a UV gun. Come on, he's got like a cape of UV lights. He just pulls oh, the drawers. Yes. Flash out from behind him. Oh, you know, it's the best way to keep your back covered. <laughs> Plus, it doubles down, you know. His wife uses it at home for the self tan. <laughs> oh, God. I love Bob. <laughs> my, my friends call me Robert. <laughs> yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> all, all the vampire community knows and fears Bob the Hunter, Bob the Brutalizer. Bob the Brutalizer. <laughs> uh. Yeah, down trivia time, you know, down at the bar. He's just uh, everybody calls me Robert, you know. Uh, it's a really formal name, but you know, I I nice. also it's would the love, one I was born with. <laughs> I would love to think that Bob the Hunter just dresses like Ned Flanders. Yes. Oh yeah, no, he's got to have like a super like just mundane. <laughs> and like then he has sweater a vest of silver bullets on top of his sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. And he's got a nice mustache. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Trim, trimmed and kept proper. None of that twirling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a salt of the earth kind of fellow. Yeah, right? He's the guy that's going to help you move that couch on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what a wholesome character we've just created in the sixth you know, world. Hey, hey, Shadowrun writers, just saying, this is hey, free. 
Listen, the sixth world <laughs> needs more wholesome fucking characters. Sorry, right? dude. Yeah. If there's one thing that the sixth world could stand to have a little bit more of, it's maybe not all the grim dark all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Well, especially with what we were just talking about now with uh, the the Ordo Maximus and their conspiracy to basically take a virus that creates vampires and take the best qualities and try to make super vampires and potentially take the worst qualities and infect the rest of the population. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing they, they have to take into consideration as well is the HMHVV virus doesn't always make vampires. I mean, strain one does. Strain two makes the the weird beast-style formations and strain three is what is uh, making the ghouls, which aren't technically vampires. Okay, that that clears things up a bit. Yeah, ghouls are their own their own thing. Now, you've you've probably explained this, and sure. my brain is is just forgetting it. It's a lot you, to you hold said, in. Yeah, yeah. You said that they. Uh, they have to drink the blood of metahumans? Uh humans or metahumans. Vampires. Oh, humans have to drink or metahumans. Blood. Oh okay. yes. They have to they have to drink basically sentient blood. They must drink sentient blood. Whoa. Yeah. That's mean. Gotta survive, man. Can't drink from a cow. I mean it says blood link. Uh, you're draining the essence so as long as the creature has essence i suppose but animals generally have a lower essence count than Mm. intelligent creatures makes sense yeah and they're losing they lose that essence throughout the day so it's not like they can feed once and be satisfied i'm pretty sure they have to feed almost constantly which makes them even more dangerous in that regard and when your essence is drained to zero, you're dead. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, you're you're dead. It's why um, street sams and everything can cram as much cyberware as they want into them, as long as they have point so much essence left. Because <laughs> once you hit zero, you have no more life energy. You're done. You're done, which makes technically, which makes um, anybody who's super cybered fighting a vampire, it makes it that much more dangerous for them because if they're able to latch on to you and drain any of your essence, if you're already at a low essence count, you're dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Something to think about if you're trying to make a cybered up person uh, to go out and fight vampires. Don't go too crazy. Or else you might end up dead. No, no, no. Go full crazy. (laughs) Well, the other thing to think about, too, for this whole vampire conspiracy is if you're infected with the virus, it says that you don't age anymore. And I know we've always mentioned it before, and, and we come back to it a number of times, with the fourth world being high saturation in magic. And the fifth world being the mundane current one that we're living in. And in the sixth world, we're seeing the comeback of magic. And so these fantastical creatures and everything. And the story of vampires has existed for a long time, right? Right. So 
maybe vampires are a holdover from the fourth world as well. And only the very strong were able to survive into this age. Oh, that'd be quite smart. Yeah. Maybe the Van Helsing story is real in terms of six world history. So it makes vampires a, a very interesting force to deal with, especially in the sixth world. Because they have the hypothetical. Well, it's even worse if they're magic, if they have any kind of magic ability. Vampires with magic seems very scary to me. <laughs> I'm sure that they'll only use it for good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not trying to splice a virus to get its positive and negative qualities separated. I mean, remember also that we've talked about the Ordo Maximus before in one of the other podcasts that we've done where we talked about the um, <clears throat> mysterious outside astral forces. You can just call and, them serious forces, man. They know. They know we're talking about them. And Ordo Maximus was dealing with those and they had found those uh, magically active ritual implements out in russia and one of their members who was holding the ritual knife went crazy and killed the village of 100 people with it remember that like story you do. like yeah, you do. yeah like you do or the other awesome one where they had the secret underground lair where they were experimenting on ghouls and the ghouls started speaking in one voice all together also like you do yeah, so you know they're up they're up to some great things. I'm sure they're only have the best of intentions for the future of humanity. Also makes you wonder if any of them are connected to the Black Lodge. I mean, that does seem like an organization that would be interested in vampirism. Right? And we we said in the episode with the Black Lodge that they're technically everywhere. <laughs> Mm -hmm. even when you don't think they're involved they're involved in some way <laughs> so with Ordo Maximus maybe they're involved and maybe they're working against them to stop the virus splitting or would they want that for their own gains they'd probably want to extermin like figure out how it works and then exterminate the other people who have knowledge of it I mean that would make sense I don't know. I would think that if the Black Lodge would be involved, they would be on the the side of supporting, trying to figure out how to make it, uh, like remove all of the deficiencies from vampirism. Mm. Because if their whole thing is political machination anyway, imagine having super vampires that you could implement into government at that point. <laughs> <laughs> on that on that same route, if we're going the Black Lodge route, then one of the things they would absolutely want out of this whole virus experiment is really getting their hands on vampire blood to find out what the biochemical additive is in it that makes people crave it so then they have thralls. And then try our new barbecue chips, which are just slightly redder. They're not secretly dusted with vampire blood to make you subservient to us. Why would they be? No, no, that's, <laughs> that's crazy talk. No, easy, you're crazy. 
<laughs> munch, <laughs> munch, munch, chip. munch. Shut no, up and eat these chips. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth with some delicious chips. <laughs> uh, try new vampos. New vampos. There's just so many terrible things that are going on with vampires in general. Instead of Blaze, it's Blaze. Blaze. Uh, so in typical vampire trope fashion, uh, what's your vampire trope of choice? Like, are you, are you, well, are you more of the interview with the vampire where you want to be high society vampire types? Uh, are you, uh, are you more blade vampires where they're like a secret uh, want to be a secret cabal of pseudo elitists. I mean, I'm down with blade vampires if it means that I also get a blood rave. Yeah. <laughs> Does it come with a blood rave? Yeah, yeah if it comes with blood, ra- blood rave. <laughs> if blood rave is not included, I don't want it. Yeah. Or are you? Really or are you the the Lost Boys era of uh, vampires? Oh man, I mean you do get six saxophone solos if you go to the, the Lost Boys era. <laughs> oh, dude, you're giving too many good choices, man. I don't know. They are the quintessential like punk vampires, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I myself am leaning towards Lost Boys. You're eating worms, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, if it means that I get to hang upside down underneath a train with Alex Winter, like I'm down with that. I don't know. <laughs> There are worse ways to go, I guess. You know? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Tyler, what about you? Uh, I like the idea of being a like vampire slayer who's also a vampire. I also like the idea of like just kind of being a chill dude, like maybe like a life coach or something. Like yeah. My lessons are all at night, you know, <laughs> flowing, man. And then I just also have the capacity to be a blood crazy killer, but you know, I'm really chill about it, you know? <laughs> That's fair. So we will have two questions from this that we can ask uh, our listeners to, to join in and answer. One being what, what vampire type are, are you going with? Are you going the, the old school style? Are you doing the, the new wave? Are you into the punk vampires? Uh, the ones that I will absolutely uh, banish from all of existence are uh, anybody that says Twilight. Those aren't real vampires. I was just bring it's, up Twilight. Come on, not, don't be that. It's not guy. real. Man. Don't be exclusive. Oh, okay, they're not. They're not even vampires. All right. That yeah. It's, uh, I mean, listen. They are. are the, they are, are th- gargoyles. They're gargoyles, not vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. If you exclude Twilight from this election, then mm-hmm. what are our cost listeners supposed to choose? Because as we all know, yeah. according to Stephanie Meyer, there's no such thing as black vampires. So, oh. like, what option are they going to go with? Wait, I I'm mean, sorry. I oh. I I would like to point towards <laughs> Blade to refute that claim. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think that uh, Twilight is a more successful bitch. Sold- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, also, I would that like hurts. to throw my. I would like to throw my hat in um, on a on a possible uh, contention here. For uh, I would like to bring up multiple uh, other possible options that we have okay, not okay. spoke of yet. I would I would love to hear these. 
Um, okay. I would also like to make it known that I have not yet solidified my choice, so I'm still I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm vamping Staying a couple. Right if, if you will, I'm vamping a few options uh, here that we might be able to go for. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So for your consideration, option number one that I would like to present: JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, oh my god! Sh- oh my god! The first two arcs of JoJo. The enemies are vampires. Yes. Very, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So. And technically, you could argue that the first three arcs of JoJo, the, the enemies yeah. are vampires, because <laughs> yeah. Dio stand user vampire is still a vampire. Oh my god! Okay, I will say uh, slam dunk. I would I would be a vampire if it gave me a stand. <laughs> also, there were other vampires because Vanilla Ice is also a vampire and he has a stand. So right. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, so that's that's number one. Okay. Okay. Number two would be uh the what we do in the shadows universe of vampires oh my god also awesome choice where you could just be you know shallow and pedantic and um (laughs) like a bloodthirsty murderer at the same time this sounds more my speed uh option number three that i'd like to present to the class buffy the vampire slayer universe vampires Mm -hmm. because then you get a mix of everything and well then you're also trying to summon demons to you know end the world and you also get all the best quips if you go with that route. Uh, so a lot of good quips. That is a true. lot of good quips. A lot of good quips. Um, and then uh, option number four, for all the weirdos out there, from Dust Till Dawn. Oh well, you, that's classic. You can't get that from Dust Till Dawn. Because if you go with the From Dust Till Dawn route and you decide to be a vampire hunter, you can have a crotch gun. And <laughs> okay, there's nothing wrong with sex. There's machine, nothing, you know what I'm nothing saying? Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. So uh, I would like to posit those also alternate possibilities. Fair enough. To the non-traditional, quote unquote, Mm. vampire selection process. Yes, I was going very traditional in my selection process. Um, And with that being said, um, I would probably... Uh, I mean, if I could be a vampire specific, if if, if this is all in the name of being a vampire... Mm -hmm. I would probably go for the what we do in the shadows type vampire. Oh, thank you, because that's what I would choose as well. Yeah, because <laughs> then you get to have all the most fun. Yes, that is so and, true. And every time you need to make a quick getaway, you just go bat and you jump in the air and, <laughs> and nobody can stop you. Especially if your name is Laszlo. <laughs> yeah. No, his yeah. name is Jackie Daytona. Oh, Jackie Daytona. <laughs> and this is how everybody speaks in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Father! <laughs> Father! God, I love that show. <laughs> oh. So great. So great. So fantastic choice. Uh, I would I would definitely, um, definitely choose what we do in the shadows just because, oh boy. I think um, we're all dead set on being like just everyday people who are also vampires. <laughs> That's true. I would also again, and you know what? I got I got one more real quick. Mm, I have, okay, I have okay. one more that I would like to throw out as a deep cut. Ooh, deep cut. For, Here we for go. those of for those of us listening who maybe in a situation similar to myself in middle school had a library that may have stocked a certain book series <gasps> that you ended up becoming. <gasps> incredibly obsessed with and have loved throughout the course of your life uh, and that would be the Cirque du Freak series okay okay my brain is is different because I was like wait this doesn't make sense but when you're like kid series I was like 
Bunicula. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, look, completely different. If you want to be a bunny vampire, you can absolutely be a bunny Yay. vampire. I'm not going to judge you on that. But ain't, ain't nobody stopping you. If, oh, yeah. if 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 I'm if outside of the comedic aspect of going for what we do in the shadows, just because I love the series, mm-hmm. if I had to pick an actual setting in which to be a vampire that existed, it would mm-hmm. probably be the Cirque du Freak universe because their vampire politics system is very fucking cool, and I have just always loved that book series. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I Freak, mean, give it a try. Don't watch the live action movie though. It's not great. It's not great. I, I would still go with uh the the Lost Boys if we're picking, Lost Boys. Yeah, if if we're picking like, you know, it's not a bad set, man. It's not it's a bad not. set. Nah, no, I think Pretty it's good. good. So Tyler, your vampire choice. Um. Yeah, I was if gonna say not like, doing the comedic aspect of the... we're not doing the comedic aspect. Yes, I mean, <sighs> doing some vampire hunting seems pretty fucking dope. Well, that was gonna be my next question of if you were a vampire hunter, what's the vampire hunter of choice you would go for? And we've got lots there. I mean, you've got your Van Helsing's. Oh no, no, wait, 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 your, wait, wait. You've got we'll... your Belmonts. Hang we'll... on, hang on. We'll Plenty. wrap back around to Vampire Hunter. That's question two. We need yeah, question yeah. one still. So that's what I'm saying. Under, that's question under the two. caveat that you are a vampire. Which one would you go for? Under, oh, under the caveat, I am a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which vampire? And we're talking about like Blade and yeah, yeah. yeah. That. Which yes. which franchise setting would you want to be a vampire in? I mean, that's that's really the first one. Oh, wow. Because I feel like Blade's cool, but I feel like it kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> pun not intended. Well, Blade's but... cool, but like then you're going to be hunted by Blade. That's the, yes. that's the downside. Like, <laughs> that's oh, the downside. I'm like, not on Blade's team. No, you're you're a Blade vampire. Doesn't, Blade doesn't work with bloodsuckers. Yeah. Oh, that's you remember, small, Blade does not mind. work with bloodsuckers. Shoot, I'm trying to think of a show that has a vampire that's like kind of just like hanging out you know mm. or like they're they're like oh my gosh i i'm blanking on these series or movies or shows where it's like they are like a a covert agent but they're also a vampire oh god Ooh. like a spy yeah like if i was a spy who was also a vampire that'd be kind of cool let me see I mean, it kind of sounds like you're talking about Daybreakers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Starring one Willem Dafoe, as previously <laughs> mentioned. Uh, you, know what act- you know what actually could be another one under that caveat uh, is the Blood the Last Vampire setting? Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Because that, oh, or, 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 Tyler, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Helsing. Mm. Okay. 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 Mm. Mm. Always, you know, I I think the thing is, I'm realizing all of these are very. Uh, now we're talking about the show Helsing, not like Dan Helsing. Yeah, like the anime Helsing. Right. Yeah, right. I was gonna say anime Helsing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, or if you wanted to, I, I another. I'm 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 trying to work this into the into the into the spectrum of like action hero vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other one that comes to mind, oh. ultraviolet. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. 
Hey, I like Ultraviolet. All right, that's a, hey, that's a hey, great popcorn movie. Your other your other choice for for that, if if you wanted to go that route of actiony vampire, uh, from the video game Blood Rain. Okay. Blood Rain. Yeah. Also, Blood Rain. Mm-hmm. What yeah. I, what Blood I was Rain. thinking of just now, Underworld. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Underworld. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's Tyler, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty strong choice for. Yeah, because that way I got some the world to too. live in. Yeah. 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 Tyler does look good in skin tight leather as well. You know, baby. Fact, so <laughs> those gray, yeah, those gray, wrong. awesome trench coats that the death Hell dealers yeah. oh, wear. Dude, mm-hmm. the so cool good. eyes, dude. Come on, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Underworld is so good. Oh, yeah, it is. So oh. good. Okay, Underworld. You know what? Underworld is an excellent yeah. option. That's very an excellent good, choice. Very good choice. Very good choice. All right, now, now question hunters. two. On the flip side, oh, if you were a hunter, what would be your choice? Okay, wait. So this is this is back in the realm of Blade, or oh no, this this is any. You got Anything. hunters. You've got Blade as a hunter. You've got Buffy. You've got oh, uh, Van Helsing specifically, Van Helsing the Hugh Jackman movie version of Van Helsing <laughs> specifically. Bro, that movie's so good. I don't care what anybody says. That movie I is love so that movie. much fun. I yes. fucking love that movie. Yes, <laughs> I will you. not. I will not deny you the the fun that van helsing is oh the it's entire so time we were talking fun. i was like where are you gonna start talking about when i turn to a huge man bat thing <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about some sweet trench coats dude i would be in whatever realm gives me the coolest gadget that like this thing just turns into a, 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 a like this thing is gonna fuck your day up kind of shit i don't know if you want cool gadgets then i think you're going the blade route for what whistler can make you true yeah that is true I mean, you get whistler which is pretty cool well, but Underworld's like, so we're talking about not being a vampire. Like, you're a human who is hunting vampires. I see. See, sorry, I'm getting in the mindset. Oh, you know, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, oh, uh-huh. my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, is this kind of cheating if it was, like, supernatural? No, no. that's not cheating. That's fair. Supernaturals and every like that's a blanket like that's that that that's yeah, an that's, everything I, I <laughs> they deal with everything of yeah. monster hunting like yeah that's really my, is yes yeah I mean kind of what I'd like I mean within that same vein my choice would probably be Buffy but only if I can be guaranteed that I'm part of the Scoobies and not a <laughs> random member of Sunnydale High School because. <laughs> There is a high mortality rate at that high school, <laughs> and I do not want to be a part of that. The ridiculous mortality rate in that high school. Oh, <laughs> All right, we've made it to homecoming with more than half the student population. Hey, oh, that's, that's a first. My favorite thing is that is the fact that they actually touch on it in the graduation day episode. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my good. God. There are, like, so many people have died. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Dude, yes, yes. I, I would choose the Buffy universe. That would be my... If if I'm gonna vampire hunt, I'm gonna go the oldest of old school. And uh welcome to Clan Belmont. Yeah. Fair man. There's nothing wrong with a little uh bloody tears, you know? Yeah. Belmont clan, here we go. But okay, so my question is which iteration of the Belmont clan would you want to be in? Oh that's a good question. I got a deep cut you on that one. Yeah, that is a very deep cut. Uh, I'm leaning more towards the Simon or Richter uh, Belmont era. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. 
I mean, if you get to if you go to Richter, then you get to be around during the French Revolution, and that's a, yeah, that's a fun time. Mm, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Simon's a little bit before that one in the canonical timeline. It's been a while since I've done my Castlevania timeline. <laughs> yeah, Simon is <laughs> Simon is I believe post Trevor because I believe Trevor is the first Belmont. I think if I remember so. correctly. Yeah. So that so you're right. but you're you're still talking like Victorian England era. Yes. Yes. Kings and queens and castles and all that fun stuff. All the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But hey, magic still exists. So it's like it's like the sixth world, but but not. <laughs> Very true. Well, that gives us a plethora of uh, options for our viewers and listeners to sink their teeth into, huh? I did it. I did it. Play your sense of humor is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, man. But that's that's mostly what I've got for you for vampires in the sixth world. Their powers can vary from different vampire to vampire. Although if they do belong to the secret order of the Ordo Maximus, then they are plotting our downfall as are most of the secret orders that are in the sixth world. Except Lopwear. Uh, you well, can count on Lopwear. One day we'll get to him and you can you can see what he's involved in. I know Probably vampires. I know you're super excited. He's my homie. I mean... Looking into it, dragons not really caring much about vampires. Not sure You're why. Like, but... Oh, it's cute. You're trying to be immortal. <laughs> I guess that that could probably be one reason. Let me show you how it's done. Obliterates them from the timeline. <laughs> well, any other questions you guys have about sixth world vampires or vampires in Shadowrun? No, I think we covered it. No. Yeah. I did like our segment there of uh, hunters and vampire options as well. There's a lot to draw from. There's a lot of good shit out there. Yeah. Well, I think that will wrap it up for us this evening. You guys, I hope you have enjoyed our blood-sucking information that we've given you tonight. Play! Play! Thank you for tuning in and listening and be sure to let us know the answers to those questions that we asked. Uh, I'm super excited and interested to see what you guys can come up with. And as always, you guys, we will catch you on the next one. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. is granted permission to Critical Hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Critical Hits in any official capacity whatsoever.